the White River Group, I was informed yesterday that uh, we have um, two more people that are ready for water baptism up there. Amen. Next time we walk over, we're hoping to baptize them in Jesus' name. Praise God. And then all the other needs we have for everybody here, your family, your friends, you have a you have a need, you have a request, so let's just bring it before the Lord. Amen. So let's all stand. Uh, I'd like to ask the musicians and singers, let's come on up and uh Brother Dan, would you lead us this morning in prayer? Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the Amen. house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's good to be here this yeah. morning. Amen. You know. We really need to lift up the Lord. If you want to be blessed, press into press into the Holy Ghost. Yes. Seek the face of God. Amen. Seek his face. Amen. You'll be blessed. Yes. And uh, one more request this morning. Pray for Scarlett. Yes. Oh, yeah. Amen. She's in the uh, hospital up in Sioux Falls. They believe she's got pneumonia. So keep uh, keep her in your prayers. But she's doing good. So but just keep her in your prayers. Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the life that you put in us, Lord. We thank you for waking us up today, Lord. Lord, we have so much to be grateful and thankful for in you, Lord. You give us so much, Lord Jesus. You put breath in our lungs, Lord. Jesus, I pray, Lord. Lord, that you would pour your spirit out on this place this morning, Lord. Lord, that you would touch every heart, Lord, every ear, Lord Jesus, every heart, Lord. Lord, that we would hear your voice this morning, Lord. Lord, that we would hunger, Lord, your presence, Lord. Lord, let your Lord be with us, Lord, to see your presence with us here, Lord. Lord,
Supernatural, extraordinary God. Yes, amen. So we know, amen, that His presence is capable of manifesting in so many different ways. I appreciate that. I just can't seem to get over it. I'm just amazing. Amen. Overwhelmed. The power of God. We are going to have a water baptism following the service this morning. Uh, uh, I believe there's, there were several that were going to be baptized, but for now it's just going to be one. We have some that are out of town. Uh, not unless somebody that's in here that is coming to repentance. Amen. Amen. repentance. Yes. Hallelujah. And ready to turn your life over to God, then we will grab you. Yes. That's right. Amen. But the tank is ready. Yeah. And we're going to be baptizing after church this morning, so after service this morning. So I'd like to everybody, uh, if you want to hang around and be a, 
Uh, if you witness that, then you're most welcome to, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, <clears throat> coming up either on the 16th or on the 30th, Youth Explosion. Uh, once we get closer, probably to the dates, we'll, we'll uh, let you know what night it's going to fall on, but we're looking forward to that Youth Explosion. And uh, looking forward to a good time in the Lord Amen. with our youth and with all the parents. Praise God. So you're all welcome to attend that afterwards. There'll be uh, a little, some refreshments. And uh, I don't know if Sister Dina uh, is going to make her famous chili or not. Uh, maybe a milder version of it. I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. But we will be having something after that service, but we would like to invite everybody either. We'll, we'll let it known as we go a little further, get closer to the dates either. It will be on the 16th or on the, the 30th of October. That's next month. But this month is going by too fast. Yes. It's too fast for me. <coughs> Praise God. So it's not, it's going to be, a, a, I think it's, if we do it on the 16th, I think it's going to be a, six weeks away. If we do it on the 30th, it's going to be eight weeks away. So let's put that in the back of your, in the back of your uh, brain, your mind. And just let it settle there, and then you can know when you can come. Just come six weeks or eight weeks from today. So, <coughs> amen. Come both. Or come both, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be here on both That's nights. That's right. Amen. 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 Uh, with that being said, uh, all the younger generation can be dismissed to their Sunday school classrooms, and all the adult youth can remain in here. Praise the Lord. Have a good time in Sunday school this morning. Praise God. And those of you that will be here this morning, if you would turn your Bibles with me this morning to 1 Timothy chapter 1. I had it settled in my mind what I was going to teach on this morning past few days and uh, proof of that is right here this is what I was going to teach on this morning very needful information I guarantee you I don't know how the service is going to go this morning but when I got up this morning the Spirit of the Lord led me in, a, in another direction. Amen. Amen. Yeah, well, maybe it could be the same direction, too. I don't know. <laughs> so I began to just let him speak to me. And as he spoke to me, I just began to uh, obey and, and heed and, and write down what he was telling me. Amen. Of course, everybody, if you, if you know what the Bible is all about, that's what holy men of God did. When the Lord spoke to them, they wrote it down. Amen. So I wrote it down, and, and uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. Obviously, God knows yeah. knows better than I do. So, Amen. 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 So I'm gonna have this here in case. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In case we have two messages this morning, I don't know. <laughs> you never know what God is going to do. Amen. Ask the God we serve. Yes. Amen. Man, I tell you what, 
His presence in here is awesome. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I just cannot deny His presence in here, and I hope none of you deny His presence. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And if you're feeling what I'm feeling, man, I just tell you what, I don't know which way this is going to go, but I know whatever's going to happen, it's going to be good. Amen. 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 So, uh, of course, if we're all lovers of God and lovers of His Word, we should have no problem. That's right. Amen. Amen. Exactly. Yes. We should be uh, sitting with uh, anticipation, yes. Yes. expectation, yes. faith. Yes. If I want to put it this way, some of you should be drooling right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I haven't been serving the Lord very long be almost pretty close to 40 years pretty soon. I say that because he's eternal. Amen. So my, those few years are nothing in his sight. I've been ministering for uh, 36 years. And uh, I'm amazed. And knowing God, knowing God and coming to know him, he has always if I want to use it in this sense, I used to be a drug addict. I used to be bound in drugs. When I say drugs, I'm not saying that lightly. That's an understatement. I was bound heavily in drugs, all kinds of drugs, along with alcohol and various other sins and vices of the flesh. But when the Lord came into my life, he changed my life drastically. Yeah. Amen. Uh, that one moment of contact with him was all that it took. He turned my life around, and because of what I experienced, what I felt, his overwhelming love, I was just drawn to him. And it didn't make a difference what came my way, what I experienced. My love for him was just so, you know, uh, I was just overwhelmed. I never felt the way I felt before. I never experienced what I experienced before. I didn't even know that it was possible to know God in that fashion. And so I began to pursue Him. I began to seek Him. And I, want, I want to let you know, all of you, and you elder saints probably know this, and some of you younger saints probably don't really understand it fully, but that's a daily process of seeking God. It's not something that you can do whenever you feel like it. That's right. Uh, choose whatever day of the week you feel like meditating on the word and, and talking to him. It doesn't happen that way. It's a daily process. It's, it's just like any other relationship. If you're really into that relationship, you're going to do everything you can every day to pursue that person. To, to, to work that relationship so it can, you know, it, you know, if a relationship is healthy, it's always going to be prosperous. Amen. There's always going to be progress, regardless of what we experience in life, regardless of the events that we face in life. Amen. And, and, and because you're committed yes. and because that love is, is pulsating and alive in you. Yes. It definitely makes a difference. Amen. But but I want you to know as you as you go on in life and as you as you begin to walk with Him, you know, let's get past the old cliches that are thrown around even in the in churches and everything. To know God is to 
to walk with him and to seek him and to get close to him in his spirit and in the word, in the scripture. Uh, those two are, they go along together. They parallel one another. And, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of times they don't understand certain things that, uh, about Christian living. They're ignorant of it. But God will reveal his word. He'll reveal his will to us through his word. This is the fascinating thing about this experience. And it's been almost 40 years and I'm still amazed. Amen. I'm still, I'll use that expression, I'm still blown away. Yes. Because of what God is doing. Yes. Amen. So, those of you that maybe don't know the Lord, maybe you're not acquainted with Him, you know, that, that closely, that intimately, uh, don't judge. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, because a lot of times we say it's not for us it's not for me mm -hmm. and and I, I will never be like that mm -hmm. but we're saying it in ignorance mm -hmm. we're saying it because we do not know we do not understand sometimes when the word of God comes to us and he reveals his word to us his will to us let me tell you something a lot of times it puts us in, a, in our place and it's a humbling experience, isn't it? But you know what? If we love him, you know what the Bible says? We'll keep his commandments. And his commandments aren't grievous unto us. See, that's the part of this relationship that the people of God need to develop. We need to develop that kind of relationship where we won't become offended at him. That's right. Amen. And we will do everything that we can. Uh, I gave you a scripture verse, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 15. This is what I will start with this morning. If you go there, you have that chapter. And it says this, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Everybody in here probably has heard of Jesus. One way or another. They've heard about him. Certain words that are describing him. Savior. Huh? Savior. Son of God. Lamb of God. And, and all this. But he... and. and the sole purpose of him coming into the world is that he came into the world to save sinners. Yes. Yes. To save sinners. We're all sinners. Yes. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. We we well, let me let me paraphrase. Let me let me back up. Let me correct that a little bit here. Uh, before we came to know Christ. We lived in sin. Of course, there was a definite need for God in our life. But that's what he came to do. He came to save sinners. People don't like that word. People don't like being called a sinner. It's a, to them, it's an offensive word. But let me kind of put it in perspective for you a little bit so you can understand. Maybe it won't be so offensive to you because people don't like to be told they're a sinner. I had to admit, when I came to the altar of repentance, I had to admit I was a sinner. Amen. And did not know a lot about it. 
But I, I, I the, the Lord, the, the Spirit of God was leading me. Amen. So I felt led to humble myself before Him. And, and, and I began to uh, speak to Him and tell Him everything that I know that I, I knew that I did that offended him. Amen. So I began to repent. I began to confess my sins. I was a sinner and I needed to do this. I needed to get it off my chest, so to speak. Amen. Amen. I think all of us in here can, can relate to that. When we're talking to somebody and we say, hey, I need to get this off my chest. Amen. And that's what it was with God. I had to get all my sins off of my chest. I, need to, I needed to unload the burden I was feeling. So that's what I did. But a sinner is someone, okay, listen to this. It more or less describes our position or our location. Okay, when I say that, our position and our location, first of all, spiritually. Spiritually. When I say that, it's where we are right here, where we are right here. And where we are in our spirit. Okay? So it, it describes your location. Why do I say location? Because the word sinner means a trespasser. Somebody who trespasses. Anybody ever seen those signs when you're going down the highway or a county road and you see a sign that says, no trespass. You know what that means? It says, stay, stay out of that. Where that fence line is or where that yeah. property is, stay out of it. You have no business going beyond. Yeah. Because if you do, you're going to be a trespasser. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, and basically what a trespasser is, what a sinner is, somebody that goes beyond the limits mm -hmm. they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Somebody that goes beyond the boundaries they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what a sinner is. So a lot of times spiritually, we're, we don't even think about this. Amen. We're, we're, we've gone beyond the limits. We've gone beyond the boundaries that... We are supposed to with God. Right. Did you realize God created us to live in a certain area Amen. spiritually? Amen. Amen. A certain place in our mind, a certain place in our heart, and a certain place in our spirit. But when we go beyond that, we become sinners. Even when it comes, our, comes to understanding our relationship with God. talking about uh, the one and only true God. Because right. yes. there's, no, there's not many gods. That's Paul right. said, yeah, there's many gods but, but, and many lords, but there's only one true God. Amen. One true Lord, and that's Amen. Jesus Christ. That's right. So Amen. when I'm talking about him, I'm talking about the one. Now, he's the one that created all of us. Yes. We're all his creation. Yes. Amen. I, I know I'm created by God. Amen. Hmm? Amen. Praise God. Uh, according to my, my if I want to relate to my uh, Lakota philosophy, in the Lakota philosophy, we know that there's one creator. We only know that one creator made us. Okay? And, and, and of course, our, our expression of him in our Lakota philosophy is this. We call him Wakantanka. In other words, the great mystery. He's a great mystery to us. We don't know him. The reason why they say that is because they don't know him. They don't understand him fully. So that's why he's a great mystery. 
but I'm glad he he revealed who he was to me. Amen. So now I know who the real and true God is. Amen. Now I, I, I don't have to call, I can say Wakanta God, but I can say Jesus. Amen. And whatever, whatever background you're from, whatever ethnicity, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Because once we come to that understanding uh, he is a God for all people yes. so Paul said it's worthy of all acceptation in other words it's worthy of all universal acceptance mm -hmm. yeah. all of us but, you know in, in our minds we all know that one God is responsible for this world that we live in yeah. when we look at creation when we look at everything around us, we know one God. And, and, and knowing that one God, that's, that's the other part of it. That's, that's the other side of the story. Okay, but I want you to understand that he came into the world to save sinners, to save you and I. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm saved. What about you? I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad he came in and saved my soul. Save me from going into a devil's hell. That's right. Hallelujah. For eternity. So, uh, another scripture verse I want to take you to. I want you to understand something. What he's done in the process of becoming our Savior. Go with me to Acts chapter 10. And uh, chapter 10 and right around verse number 38 there. Uh <clears throat> Beautiful passage of scripture as far as I'm concerned. He says, in talking about Jesus, in verse number 38, in Acts chapter 10, in talking about Jesus, he said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Amen. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So I want you to see what Jesus came to do. He, he came to do this. He came to save us. So he went about he went about doing good. Did you realize he's still good, doing good? Amen. He went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now I want you to I want you to understand something. The word heal in this particular passage of scripture means to cure, to heal, or to make whole. Now we look at that and we say, Wow, the first thing we think about is our physical body. Wow, that's that's true, that but that's just part of the truth. It's not the whole truth. The the word for for uh, salvation in the scripture, which Jesus was talking about, uh, the word for salvation is the Greek word sozo. Mm -hmm. Sozo means uh, salvation for the entire man. Amen. So when we talk about the entire man, we're talking about the entire man, all of us. Mm -hmm. and, and when I say that, well, the Apostle Paul gave us uh, an example of what that means. Spirit, soul, and body. So if he's going to heal us, he's going to heal the entire man. He's going to heal our spirit because some of us may have broken spirits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Some of us may have wounded spirits. Huh? And then our soul. Our soul is the part of us that if we're not living for God, that's the part most active along with our flesh that is most active if, if we're not filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's the five senses governed by our mind. So but he came to heal our soul. In other words, our emotions, our feelings. Hmm? He came to heal that. And then, of course, our bodies. And everything that even our life consists of, our being, our environment around us. That's, that's powerful, isn't it? So in other words, God can come into you as a result of him coming into you. Guess what? He can restore your relationships. Amen. He can restore your families. Yes. He can restore your home. Yes. Yes. That's what he can do. Yes. So he came to do that, to cure, to heal, to make whole all who were oppressed of the devil. Okay, that word oppressed, keda. Keda dynastio. That means, that word means this. It means to exercise dominion against. So in other words, the devil exercised dominion against us. He, we were bound. We were oppressed. So he exercised dominion against us. Those were who, who were under his dominion. Huh? Those were who were under his power. Okay, here's another one. His lordship. So we were, when we were living in sin, that was our position. Right. See, mm -hmm. we were out of place with God, yeah. but we were in another place. That's right. We were bound. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There has been a lot of deliverance mm -hmm. taking place yeah. here Amen. in this church. There has been a lot of deliverance taking place. People have been delivered from the power of Satan. Amen. Huh? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. So what does that mean? That means God is here. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that has been happening. But we see that he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil, that were under his lordship, under his dominion. I don't know about you, but when I lived in sin, I was under his dominion. I don't want to, I, I, I didn't want to be under his dominion anymore. So you know what I did? I sought God. Yes. And God delivered me. Yes. So I want you to understand that. This is, this is God's word. This is God's promise to us. If you go way back into the beginning of the Bible in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 3, right around verse number 15 there, you'll see there when, when, when Adam and Eve fell and they, and they disobeyed God, and sin came into their lives. Sin came into their picture, into the picture. So what happened? God had to mete out judgment, didn't he? Yeah. And one of the things that he said to, to, the, to the serpent was this. He, he told the serpent, he said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. I'm going to put hatred between you and the woman. Man, there's nothing like a woman's revenge. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to preach on that. <laughs> so if, if I want to put it into spiritual context, the church, the 
church. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Is his bride. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. And the church, amen, should rise up. Yeah. Amen. I will put hatred between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Amen. Hmm? And it shall bruise thy head. Remember who he's talking to. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So in other words, when we, when we take a look at that passage of scripture, of course we understand that's a Hebraic expression. If you were a Hebrew, you, knew what, you would know what he's saying. Because it's just like certain slang that we have, we know what that slang means. Well, Hebraic expression means this. In, in, in Hebraic expression, bruise the head means that the seed of the woman was going to break the lordship, yes. our power Amen. of Satan. Amen. Amen. And you know who that was? Jesus yes. Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ. So, somebody might say, uh, why, why do we need... Why do we need that? Wow. Well, we're in spiritual battle, I know that. Yeah. Every day of our lives. That's right. Hallelujah. So, there's one thing I want you to understand. I want you to understand. Some people don't know why it is they go through certain things. Why, why, do, I, why do I struggle? Why do I battle certain things in my life? Why are certain things happening? Praise God. It's kind of really uh, something to, to <clears throat> come to a, a understanding or a revelation of why certain things are happening to, to us. And I believe sometimes when that takes place, obviously for, for one reason, God is trying to get your attention. Yeah. This world with this pandemic, this COVID virus, God is trying to get mankind's attention. Yes. Yes. It's kind of amazing. I'm still amazed. A lot of people fear COVID. Yeah. They do everything their life. Their, what they do in life, they do it, their behavior, it's because of COVID. That's how much COVID affected their life. But let me tell you something. I'm glad I know Jesus. Amen. 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 Because my life can go on. Yeah. <laughs> the way it wants he wants me to, to go on without me being affected. I know one thing, uh, I, I'm glad of this promise that if I if I become sick, he can heal me. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Even if the COVID virus got a hold of me. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. He's a healer of all diseases. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not fearful of the COVID. That's right. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. And if I die, guess what? I'm not fearful of death because if I die, guess what? Right. Yeah. So, so why should I be afraid? Why exactly. should you be afraid? Right. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But just to help you to understand certain things, uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 5. This is the reason why Jesus came. This is the reason why Jesus came to save sinners. Verse number 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all 
have sin. So, because of the transgression, if I want to say it that way, of our first parents, because of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden, sin was passed down to all mankind. Amen. It was passed down to all mankind. And that's, the scripture affirms that. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 51.5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So we see that sin was passed down to all of us. We were born into sin. So everything, here's the thing I want you to understand. Everything that we did in life, uh, in sin my mother did conceive me. And, and all this. Uh, I was shapen in iniquity. So when, when we were born into the world, sin basically shapened us. Sin conformed us to its character or to its power. So everything we did in life was a result of sin in our life. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, sin basically fashioned us. And, And we conformed to it. That's why when you people that are living in sin, and if I could just say this, uh, whatever is their influence, whatever influences people, and if it's sinful, those people are going to take on that image. Yeah. Yeah. Not, right. not just in here, not just here, but even out here. Yeah. You're going to take on that, you're going to conform to the image of sin. Yeah. So that's why, I guess, that's why people look the way they look. And you know, did you realize this? When God talks about sinful man, listen to this is an interesting statement. I found this to be very interesting. When he talks about men that are unregenerated, that are not saved, you know what he calls them? Ungodly. Why is that? Because in the beginning we were created in God's image. Huh? That's what he said in in, in Genesis chapter one, in in chapter one and chapter two. We were created in God's image, in His likeness. Mm -hmm. So obviously, we were godly. We 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 reflected a godly image. But what happened when sin came into the picture? Sin made us ungodly. That's right. Does that make sense? So so in other words, all those godly virtues that man was created in the devil just basically stripped them Mm -hmm. from us as a result of sin so we were shapen in iniquity if i if i put up an old picture of me back in uh in the 70s and early 80s you probably wouldn't even recognize me i look like an another lost bewildered soul There were a lot of influences in my mind, so I was trying to please all of them. (laughs) I was trying to please all of them. I was trying to live. And I thought I was doing the right thing, but I found out I'm glad the gospel 
I heard the gospel Amen. and it came into Amen. my life. And anyway, so he says that, uh, 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 wherefore as one man, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Okay, here's the thing I want you to understand. When sin came, death came. Death came into the lives of man. All of you probably know this by now. All of you probably know this. There's a th there are three types of death. A lot of people just believe that there's only one death, the physical death. That's only one third of, of the three types of death. You know why? What death came first? Spiritual death. Spiritual death. You know why I say that? Because when the Lord spoke to Adam and Eve, and he said, don't eat of that tree in the midst of the garden, because if you eat it, the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Amen. So when they disobeyed his word, and they partook of the fruit, and they sinned, guess what? Did they die physically? No. no. They died spiritually. That's right. Amen. So their spirit died out to God. So what does that mean? They didn't have any more fellowship with God. Sin drove a wedge between them and God. If, the, if you read the scripture, the Bible says after they sinned, they went and they hid themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And the Lord had to go looking for them. But see, that's what sin does. Sin drives us away from God and sin causes us to hide from God. That's right. So that's what we call spiritual death. Yeah. Huh? We don't have that relationship with him. Amen. Amen. But because of spiritual death, here comes physical death. Because some 889 years later, guess what? Adam gave up the ghost. He died. So there was physical death. So spiritual death brings physical death. Okay? And then, see, that's the death that we all fear. All of us are afraid of dying. When you don't know Jesus, you will be afraid of dying. Huh? Be afraid of death. Amen. So, so those two things about death, but, the, but then we forget about the third death, or the second death, which is the third death. And the, the second death is when, after the, the great white throne judgment, and everybody, when, we're, when we stand before them, guess what? They're going to be cast into the lake which burneth with fire, and the Bible says that is the second death. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, in other words, you're going to be eternally separated from God for eternity. You will have no, amen, no connection with his presence whatsoever. You'll be in the lake of fire eternally. See, that's what sin did. Scripture says that the wages, the wages of sin is death. I always remember when I graduated high school and my, and my 17th birthday, my sisters were kind of gave me a, they gave me a plaque and they were they were fooling around with me. They were teasing me and on that plaque it said, "Sin now, pay later." <laughs> living on sin's credit. It's true. If you sin now, you're going to pay later. We might think we're going to be getting away with things, but guess what? There's going to be a day. Yeah. 
when 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 payment comes, yeah. what you gonna do? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's why I'm glad he came to save me. Amen. I'm glad he came into my life to save me. So so we see that and and uh, I, I want you to understand that's why Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Amen. Came into the world to save sinners. You and I. Amen. So, a lot of people, right now we might be kind of in a state of denial, I don't know, we, could, we possibly could be, probably are, some of us, in a state of denial. I'm not that kind of person. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I do what I want. No. You know what the prophet Jeremiah said? He said, it's not man to direct his path. Yeah, that's right. We don't have the ability to foresee the future. If we did, some of you would probably be changing your lives right now. Yeah, exactly. That's right. But you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's right. Or later today. Yeah. We don't have that insight. So that's why it's important for us to understand that we've got to be in good hands. Amen. Our lives got to be in a place where, amen, that we need to ensure that we can be in good hands. Yeah. Amen. Amen, that's right. And a lot of people are in denial. Are in denial. It's, it's, it's amazing. I used to be that way too. I used to be in denial. I used to say to myself in my drunken stupors and my and, and when I was all doped up and feeling this way and that way, oh, I'm okay, I'm feeling fine. But in, in all reality, I wasn't fine. I wasn't doing good. Amen. I was pretty messed up. I was doing things I really didn't want to do. How many of you ever, how many of you, and I know everybody struggles with that. Maybe we'll have a little psychology class right now. <laughs> Since I'm a psychologist. We'll have a little psychology class right now. Because there's a part of us, and every person sitting in here, somebody's going to say, how did he know that about me? <laughs> I don't. Jesus does. Amen. It's written in his word. He knows you. He knows man. He knows their thoughts. But there's part of us that we want to do good, but guess what? We can't do it. Huh? Yeah. We know we want to do good. We get that thought, oh, I know I can, I can, I want to do this. But guess what happens? We fall short of executing it, yeah. of doing it. Mm -hmm. But there's that, the stuff that we don't want to do, the, the sinful stuff, the evil stuff, the negative, the bad behavior. We don't want to do that. Our conscience says, hey, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. But guess what? We end up doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm really going to put a guilt trip on all of you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> because we say, I'm not a I'm not a willful sinner. I'm not a willful sinner. I don't sin willfully. Hmm? Try to keep ourselves from it. Try to keep ourselves from going down that path. But did you realize this? Even though you keep yourself back from you know, negative things, from sinful things, from bad things, there's, there's the choice to do the good. There's the, there's the choice to do the good. And if we keep ourselves from doing the good, guess what? That's that's omission. Huh? The sin of omission. And, 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 and the scripture talks about that. He said, when we fail to do that which is good, let, let it be, it's sin to us. Huh? So in other words, when we know that we should be doing good, and but we hold back from it and say, no, 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 I, I, I don't feel like that right now. I'm, I'm okay. Guess what? The sin of omission. You're not doing good. And even that, if, if we open that up and we can look at everything that that's in that spectrum, there's a lot of things in that spectrum. But I don't want to go there because I don't have that much time. So anyway, so uh, turn with me to First John chapter three, and like I said, this is just a Sunday school class. <laughs> look what he says in First John chapter three. It says in verse number seven, little man, uh, little children, let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous, righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Talking about the Lord. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we see here that when he came, you know, because we, we, we have, without us realizing it, we do have a problem with sin. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. But we see here, let's 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 see you know what the scripture says. He that committed sin is of the devil. Just put, simply put. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now I, I want to put some emphasis on that latter part of the scripture. I want you to understand, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Of course, we, we're familiar with that passage of scripture. I just quoted you in Genesis chapter 3.15, aren't we? And the word here in this particular passage means, for the word destroy, means to break up, to dissolve, to put off, or to loosen. So that's what he came to do. He came to destroy. He came to break up. He came to dissolve. 
He came to put off. He came to loosen. Jesus came into the world to do that for you and I. To deliver us from the power of Satan. So, because the wages of sin was death, he was born into this world to become a human being. Now, when I say he, I'm talking about God. God became a man. Okay? The incarnation of Jesus Christ. Deity became humanity. We sang that song this morning. It's all in him. It's all in him. Praise God. That's what it is. God became flesh. Amen. And he came and dwelt among us. For the sole reason to experience death. That's what the scripture says. God took it upon himself. He wouldn't be God if he didn't fully fully want to understand what it is that you and I go through in life. That's why why the writer in Hebrews said that, uh, amen, that we have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, Mm -hmm. like as we are, yet without sin. So in other words, he, he knew what it was like to live in our in a frail human body to put up with all the, the feelings and all the emotions and all the limitations and all the weaknesses of the flesh. Yeah. But the difference with him was he was without sin. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He did not yield to sin. Yeah. Somebody might say, well, he was God in the flesh. That's why. Right. No, 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 no. You know what the Bible says? He stripped himself. He was rich and he became poor. So you know what he did? He basically immersed himself in, amen, human life. So he could experience everything that you and I experience. So not just because he was the son of God, but guess what? He wanted to understand and know what it was that you and I face on a daily basis. All the frustration, all the fear. Are you listening to me? All the discouragement. All the loneliness. He was there. But the difference with him was, amen, he did not yield to it. You know what that tells me? That tells me if his human nature did not yield to it, that tells me our human nature should not yield to it. And we're able, able to not yield to it. Huh? But let me put some emphasis on this. This is is what I want to... Uh, share with you this morning. Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. He was made a little lower than angels. You know what that means? In other words, in the heavenly realm, in the dimension of heaven, there are spiritual beings. So what he did when he came, he was made a little lower than the angels. In other words, he became a human being. He came into this world, to this economy, and he became a human being. So, amen, a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. So that he could taste death for every man. So that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So he came to that point where he he suffered for us. Basically, judged 
and crucified for something that he didn't do. Amen. Innocent. But he did it for you and I. You know what he did? He was? He was our substitution. Because that should have been us impaled upon that cross. Amen. Because of all our wrongdoing, that should have been us. Amen. Man, I was watching YouTube the other night. Riots still going on in Portland and in uh, Wisconsin there. I'm trying to remember the name of that place in Wisconsin. <clears throat> Riots going on all over. Kenosha. Riots going on in New York City. San Francisco. All kinds of things happening. People just want to cause trouble. Mm -hmm. huh? For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. They just want to resist authority. Amen. Tearing down everything and burning everything and even physical hurt and physical harm. Why? That's human nature. Right. All they want to do is things that aren't good. For whatever reason. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Huh? And you know what? There have been lives that have been taken in what's been, in this whole process. There have been lives that have been taken as a result of it. Yeah. Innocent people killed. Yeah. We look at it and we say, wow, this, this world is definitely going down the drain. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? He came to suffer death for you and I. He came to suffer. So he was nailed to that cross. He gave up the ghost. He died. And after he died, they took his body and they laid it in that tomb for three days, for 72 hours. He was in that tomb. Three days later, he resurrected. Amen. not there no more. Yeah. He rose from the dead. And he's alive. Yes. Amen. We feel his presence right here. Yes. But see, he did that for, for you and I. He died so that we can be delivered. We can be saved. He experienced what you and I are going to experience. Physical death. Huh? Some of us right now, maybe we're in a state of spiritual death. Maybe we don't have that relationship with God. And that's going to lead us to physical death. And then pretty soon, the only thing that you can look to after that is if you go that direction, is a second death. Yeah. Hallelujah. But he came, like the scripture says, he came so that we can have eternal life. Yes. So that we can live eternally yes. with him. Amen. Okay? So just think about that for a while. So that's the reason why he came. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. He did that. He tasted death for you and I. Amen. Hallelujah. So here's the good news. And this is, this, is, this is what I wanted to put a little bit more emphasis on this morning here. As we're in this Bible study. When he died, does anybody know what he did? 
took the keys of death and hell. Is that true? Yes. That's what Jesus said in the book of Revelation. Yes. Okay. Paul said this in Ephesians 4, in verse number 8, he said, Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. He led captivity captive. In other words, when we were under the dominion of sin, Satan had us bound. We were his captives. Cap captives. We were bound by him. But when he descended, the Bible says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Okay? Not that he ascended, now that he ascended, what is it? But he, that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. So what he did was he went down and he stripped hell. He stripped Satan of the keys of death and hell. So here's the thing. Like Paul said, he took the sting out of death. He took the sting out of death, but what he did was he stripped Satan, amen, of his ability to bind you. Are you listening to me? He took captivity captive. So he stripped him of that power to bind you. Guess what? He's still working in this world. But here's the good thing. We have power over him. You know why? Jesus took his keys. And even if he tried to bind you again, he can't lock you up. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. Jesus right. took his keys. Yeah. So he doesn't have that power over you anymore. Yeah. That's what I want you to understand. He does not have that yeah. power over you That's anymore. Right. Amen. He yeah. took captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Amen. Okay? Hallelujah. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Now, now this, is, uh, this is interesting because when he talks about that in, that in that last verse there, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. So basically what he's saying, he ascended that his presence might fill all things. Amen. The whole universe from the lowest to the highest point. When we can allow the Lord into our environment, into our being, yes. when we can come to that place where we can, amen, humble ourselves to him. Yeah. Humble ourselves to him. Hallelujah. We're going to find. We're going to find. Amen. In verse number 9 in John, in John chapter 3, we read there in verse number 8, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Okay, so we see that. If we are born of God, 
Guess what? If this seed remains in us, we cannot sin. We will not sin. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. In other words, God will <laughs> give us the ability. Yes. I'm almost done here. I almost, uh, I almost uh, forgot about this part, but uh, if you turn with me in the book of Romans chapter 3, or chapter 8, in verse number 3, Romans chapter 8, verse number 3, it says, For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Wow. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Amen. Pretty interesting, because when you look at that and you see that, and you know, little do we realize the power of God that we have. He came, and the Bible says, you know, we we even in our, in our moments of trying to attain to his righteousness we could not because the law was weak through our flesh so God sent, sent his son God sent his own, his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh Okay, so he condemned sin in the flesh does anybody know what the apostle Paul is talking about there. This is Bible study, so. <laughs> and for sin, he condemned sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned it. You know, that, that's kind of what did Jesus say? I, I, have, I didn't come to judge. I came to save. Mm -hmm. Somebody might say, well, he condemned, didn't he? That's kind of a, that's a, what we call a, uh, you know, that's kind of not what the Bible said he came to do. He said he, he didn't come to judge sinners or to, to do any of that. But if he condemned sin in the flesh, what does that mean? What does that mean? I can hear a lot of wheels turning. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? My, my cross-reference is to um, any man be a Christ. He's a new creature. Okay, he's a new creature. Okay, he condemned sin in the flesh. That's what he said, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So he came, he, he came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh for sin he condemned it in the flesh he condemned sin in the flesh it's a good question isn't it what was Jesus full of he was full of the Spirit of God. You know what he did? When when he 
before he left this world, he said, I go, uh, I go, well, we got a little bit of time, so I might as well go there. Go with me to uh, Gospel of John chapter 16, and, and we'll read it. Look what he said. Uh, amen. John chapter 16, and you'll see there, you'll see there, in verse number 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but I, if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of truth, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is just. So, so he came, he said, the, the, the whole reason... He said, for me to go so that the Holy Ghost could come back. Right. All right? What did he do all them years that he walked on, the three and a half years he walked on this earth, what did he do before every person he ever ministered to? say he was in all points tempted as we are yet he was without sin so he lived a life without sin huh that, uh, can we establish that part of it he lived a life without sin so in other words you know what he did if he lived a life without sin that means he lived a life of righteousness so when he condemned sin in the flesh for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. You know what he did? He proved to mankind that a person, a human being, can live a righteous life. Amen. Amen. That's what he means. Amen. We can live a, and that's why John says that. Anybody that is born of God, sinneth not. If you're born of the Holy Ghost, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be able to live a righteous life. Amen. You know why? Because his seed is in you. Does that make sense? Amen. So, so, uh, uh, amen. Uh, another scripture verse is uh, found in First uh, 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 Peter chapter four, and uh, we introduced this several times before, but we'll go there again so that you can understand what I'm talking about. In First Peter chapter four, verse number six, it says, "For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh." but live according to God in the spirit. Woo. So that's what it means. Let me tell you something, folks. If you could ever, if you could ever comprehend the power of God that you have within you, Amen. if you could ever comprehend what God has given you in the Holy Ghost, and, and I'm not saying that we will all automatically be free from trial and temptation and, and all these other things, uh, whatever we experience in life. I'm not saying we'll be free from that, but whenever it comes into our lives, guess what? We've got power over it Amen. because of what the Holy Ghost is, yes. is doing in our life. We've got power over it. When temptation comes, we've got power over yes. even over sin. Hallelujah. When sickness comes, we've got power over it. Even when death comes, we have power over it. That's what I'm saying. That life that he's given us in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's what he came 
to save us from. In our minds, in our thinking, we always like to push it to the future. But we're still on this earth. <coughs> so that means that we need to live it here now before we get up there. Yeah. That's what I mean. He came to save us from sin. The power of sin. He came to set us free from that. <clears throat> Praise God. And that's why John so aptly put it, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's right. My, 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 my. Look what Jesus did. Look what Jesus did. I think about what the scripture says about him, how that he grew in stature, he grew in wisdom. Hmm? He was a young man. He was 12 years old, sitting in the temple. His parents didn't realize that he wasn't on, in the caravan. And when they found out that he was still in Jerusalem, they went back there, and guess where they found him? He was sitting in the temple, talking to the doctors of theology about the word of God. Huh? There he was. And he, was a, he grew in stature. He grew in knowledge. He grew in wisdom. But he became full-grown one day. He became full-grown. And when he became full-grown, guess what happened? When he was devout, not just physically, but spiritually in his mind. Amen. Guess what he began to do? He began to preach the gospel. Amen. Huh? Yeah. He began to preach the gospel and, and amen. Guess what happened? God began to move through him. Amen. And as a result, guess what? Devils were cast out. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Amen. There were miracles that took place. Amen. The dead were raised to life. Amen. Why? Because he was in that place in his being where he was mature in the spirit. Hallelujah. Woo. I'm saying that because you have the same spirit of God living in you. When it comes to the things of God, we should not, we should not fall back from it. Because if we do, we're not thinking in the spirit. When we don't have the mind of Christ, we've got the mind of our flesh. I can't do this. Our flesh, your flesh will tell you, I can't do this. I can't live for God. I can't overcome this. I can't overcome that. Your flesh would tell you that. And guess what? You listen to it. Yeah. And here God's given us the greatest thing. He's given us, he's come to save us from our sin. Man. Lord Jesus. Greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. Man, there's nothing like experiencing God in that fashion, in that capacity.
capacity of the Holy Ghost. Here you and I are. Here we are. And God definitely does want to use us. And there needs to be a manifestation of God in our lives. Hallelujah. It's good to talk about the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Amen. It's good to reflect on God. But it's also good to experience Him in a way that's beyond our, you know, what we can think, what we can imagine, because that's who He is. That's who He is. Jesus. That's the wonderful thing about all this. Yeah. It's a faithful sin and worthy of all the acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. To save sinners. To save you and I. Set us free. That we can live for him. And we can live the life that he's amen, calling us to live. That's a beautiful thing. Dying out to sin. Dying out. Praise God. Thank you very much. Uh, we are going to have a water baptism very shortly here. As we get ready for that. Uh, prayer this evening at 6 o'clock. Service starts at 6.30. And man, we should expect some things. Yeah. Yeah. We should expect some things. Amen.
you do you see? Just five. Five plus five? Whoa, do that. Smiling at me. I was just like looking at 
He just looks so much bigger than what he really is. Yeah. <laughs> Molly said, that's my cousin. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, I never thought I'd have to reach up to hug you. Tiptoe, too. <laughs> it's really... It's got a big Thank you. 